Welcome to another special edition of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. I'm your host, Derek Diamond. Thank you to those who listened to last week's look back at the Smallville roundtable I hosted with Jason Robbins and Mike Evelyn. As we talked about ad nauseum, Smallville was one of those shows that was really a trailblazer for other superhero shows like Flash, Arrow, Legends of Tomorrow, even you know Superman and Lois, uh, as far as one of the more recent ones go. It really, had it not been for Smallville, those shows would not have existed. And I still think that it doesn't get the credit that it deserves. So if you're a fan and you haven't listened to that episode, go back and definitely check that out for sure. But for this week, we're going to transition from Smallville to another popular show, Cobra Kai. We're going to continue our look back at select episodes of feature presentation with two interviews that I conducted in early 2022. One is with Gianni DiCenzo, who plays Dimitri, one of the newer characters in the Cobra Kai Karate Kid universe. And not saying this because I got the chance to interview him, but out of the new characters, he is my favorite because I feel like I relate to him so much. The other interview is with Jesse Cove, who is the son of Martin Cove, a.k.a. John Kreese. And Jesse Cove's character has a critical scene with a young version of John Kreese. So the the way it plays out, like if you know who he is, it's really, really cool. And that was in season two of Cobra Kai. And as a fan of the show, I had a blast talking with these two about their experiences on set of Cobra Kai and what that show has evolved into and the fact that it's it's a mainstay in pop culture. Like it, it set the standard for the the legacy sequels, in my opinion. And hopefully, once the show returns, maybe I'll get the chance to talk with some of the other cast members on the Derek Diamond Experience. We'll see what happens. So without further ado, here are my conversations with Gianni DiCenzo and Jesse Cove. And we're back with one of my special guests this week. You may know him as Dimitri from the hit series Cobra Kai on Netflix, Mr. Gianni DiCenzo. Johnny, how are you? It's a hit series because I get hit in the face a lot. <laughs> yeah, but it, it it looks like, you know, so much fun to make, and it's become probably my favorite show that I look forward to it, whenever a new season has been announced. You know, I remember discovering the show on YouTube when it first came out in, I believe it was 2017. And yes, within the first few minutes of the first episode, I fell in love with it. How How has it been for you to be a part of what's become, you know, it's extended the Karate Kid lore from the movies back in the 80s. How has it been for you to join that storyline? Honestly, it's been insane. Uh, Since we were first on YouTube, when I went on that one audition, I had no idea what it was going to be. I was just like, oh, cool. It's the Karate Kid 30 years later. All right, I'll do it. I do the one audition and they're like, all right, Great. Well, we'll go because it was in such a they were under such a time crunch to find my character. Uh, I only got to do the one audition. And so I flew out that week and I filmed a couple of episodes. I, I think I was in like seven of the 10 episodes in the first season. And uh, yeah, I really had no idea what it was going to become. And when it finally came out to YouTube, you know, it was a small audience at first because the platform was obviously new. But uh, yeah, people loved it. And I didn't realize until after it came out how many people were expecting it to fail. So I'm kind of glad I didn't know that because if I knew people 
were expecting it to be a failure while I was recording it, um, I think I would be kind of terrified. But no, I'm, I'm just super happy to be a part of this. It's an amazing experience. Well, I think anytime you bring back a franchise, whether it's, you know, 10 years, 20 years, whatever the case may be, there's always going to be some reservation about why is this being brought back? But I think what Cobra Kai has done and has really set the standard is bringing back the original characters years later. And obviously the longtime fans are going to be curious to see where those characters are. But mm -hmm. you introduce new characters like you know yourself as Dimitri, Miguel, Samantha, other characters as well. Cobra Kai to me has set the standard for introducing new compelling characters. Mm -hmm. Would you agree? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, the really cool thing about being in a, a show like this, you know, usually the reboots, they they always kind of end up being flops, you know, they depend on the nostalgia to bring in views without actually like contributing to the story. But luckily, the creators of this show, they're just such super fans of the original Karate Kid trilogy. They work so hard to like integrate every new plot into the original series without like being too dependent on the original source material. I mean, yes, we have flashbacks and stuff like that to kind of uh, set the scene for some stuff. But it's not dependent on the nostalgia to bring in any views, which I just, I love. I've never seen anyone, like, do a reboot. I, I guess you could call it reboot. Uh, like this. Like, it's, honestly, they should do um, kind of classes on how to do reboots. The creators, John, Josh, and Hayden, you know, some people could use those classes. No, I 100% agree. As I mentioned, it, it, it set the standard for what... A continuation or a, a reboot should be of of a classic mm. series and, and one thing i'm excited to to talk with you about is i feel like the dimitri character if you look at the new faces that are introduced in the first season you have one of the more interesting arcs and developments you know oh, in you. the end of season three you know as we're recording this season four isn't out yet but even from season three all the way back to the first episode in season one is almost a completely different transformation and has some of the more interesting scenes and you know, developments throughout the series. So how has that been for you as an actor to play a character that starts in one place and then ends up completely different? It's so much fun. I've never been able to play like such a long-standing character like this. I, I had done other things in the past, but getting to play one character for like, I think six years now is just amazing because you, you discover new things about the character. And in later seasons, my job becomes easier because it, they just become their own person. You know, I, I just slip in and out of the character of Dimitri, you know, like just boom. Um, because he, he's just at this point kind of alive. Right. It's it's just awesome. And getting to see him go from like this nerdy character season one, getting his backpack thrown into a pile of yogurt to now kind of uh, holding his own against Hawk and maybe other characters. Although now Hawk and Dimitri are kind of starting to become binary bros again. Like we'll see some more of that later on in season four. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, yeah, they have a long road of friendship recovery, I guess you could call it building bridges with I, reconstructing those bridges um it's just it's super fun i i'm so excited for season four but yeah it's just awesome seeing kind of a nerdy character 
turn into sort of a more badass character. And the thing I love most about that is that even though he's becoming more confident in himself, he's never actually going to stop being, you know, nerdy Dimitri. He's just a more self, you know, loving character. Like he, he understands now that he can uh, respect who he is now. That's yeah, that's the best way I could put it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. What what has been some of your favorite moments playing Dimitri, specific moments from the show? Because one that comes to my mind is when Hawk breaks Dimitri's arm. And mm. seeing the you know, the intense expressions and just the everything from the music and watching the other characters react was really a, a powerful scene to watch. So, uh, mm. what what were what have been some of your favorite moments of playing Dimitri? It's actually funny that you bring up the arm break scene. So I like to rehearse all of my uh, scenes like a couple days in advance. It is so hard to rehearse a scene where you're screaming in agonizing pain without getting the cops called on you. So I actually had to like go into my closet uh, with all like my jackets hanging there so it would muffle my screams as I'm like rehearsing this. Because I'm in like an Airbnb, you know, I, I stay in Georgia for like three months out of the year filming this. So my neighbors don't exactly know me. I just I come there and then to hear me screaming in a distance, it's like, yeah, that, that would be terrifying. But um, yeah, I, my favorite scene Honestly, my favorite scene would have to be the very first one I ever filmed in the cafeteria. I just love, you know, seeing Dimitri, you know, from the very beginning, how he's so different from what he is in season three. And um, it's actually funny because we did a bunch of alternate takes with his little speech. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, we hand all the time, make out, give each other hand jobs. Uh, the creators of the show were on set and they actually threw a bunch of alt lines. And uh, so one of them was like, oh, yeah, we hang all the time, make out, have consensual relations, just like really weird stuff like that. I, I think I did like 20 or so takes of all just different, you know, lines. I, I hope they eventually release those because I'm trying to remember what the other ones were. They were a lot of fun. Yeah, I was just going to say, I would love to see, you know, kind of like whether it's a gag reel or maybe deleted scenes or some type of yeah, montage. Yeah. I think that'd be great to see. Oh, know, we for... have some interesting things that happen on set like when the camera's rolling uh it's kind of amazing i we have some things in season four that hopefully we'll have a gag reel uh we we do have a couple but yeah i don't know if we'll have one for season four i hope so fingers crossed yeah hopefully so because those are always yeah. you know so entertaining to see but <laughs> i i think what makes your character so intriguing is that whether you're in high school or you've been in high school, I think everybody knows a character like Dimitri. Maybe not like a, you know, a super nerd or a geek or anything like that, but someone who's just different. So yeah. I, I, th I think it, it speaks to a certain level of relatability. When I think that's what kind of drew me to your character in the first place. And from a, a personal standpoint, you know, my fiance and I, we binged season three the day it came out and a lot of your content has been the the highlight of the entire show so we thank you so much i appreciate that yeah for sure no it, it's just so so entertaining from you know the performances by the actors the storylines the writing it's all this this class should be taught to me in film and television classes 
Hmm. Honestly, I would love to take that class too. I want to eventually get into like <laughs> making film and television. I could, I could use a class or two. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I feel you there. So yeah. uh, talk to me a little bit about what initially made you want to get into acting in the first place, because I, I've talked with you know directors, actors, producers, and there's not really a how to book or a guide mm -hmm. to get into the industry. Everybody has kind of their own unique journey. What is mm -hmm. your journey and what made you want to get into the, the acting business? Honestly, I owe my entire career to my parents because they were the ones that really helped me get into it. I started when I was about eight years old. Uh, my parents were actors. They, they're still, you know, acting a little bit. And um, they actually met in an acting class. And my dad later proposed in that acting class. He was doing like this, I guess, scene exercise. And it was like, oh, pretend you're proposing and so he got down on one knee and he actually pulled out like a diamond that's you know that's method acting right there that's brilliant. um yeah right? yeah i love it i love telling that story it's my favorite um so yeah like acting has always been in my family and in my blood and uh yeah one day when i was eight years old i just walked up to my parents and i was like uh, hey when am i going to be on tv and they were like oh okay, we didn't know you wanted to do that, great. So um, my mom put me in like my best little buttoned up t-shirt. We went to my backyard. She took pictures of me, sent it out to, you know, agents and managers. And um, honestly, the way that it worked out for me was my mom would go on these like sites and submit me for student films or like uh, short films, stuff like that. Um, I would say for the first two or three years, uh, most of the things I did, I did for free, uh, just for experience, because that's honestly the biggest thing anyone could use, like learning how to uh, work on a set. And it's just, it's a great way to learn. Like you could take all these classes and you should always take classes, but um, getting to actually be on sets and see how it works, nothing compares. Uh, so yeah, I've been doing that since now I'm 20. So it's been a, a long journey and, you know, I'm super grateful to them. It, I love it. And you brought up something that I think is great. Your classes are great. You know, I've taken some mm -hmm. classes myself and I, I recommend them because they're great to learn the basics, but you can't beat on the job training, whether you're a PA and you get to watch, you know, the director rehearse with the actors, you get to watch the director mm -hmm. of photography, set up the camera and set up lighting. You can learn so much just mm -hmm. by watching and just asking, Hey, how can I help? Yeah, no, that's honestly, I've been trying to watch from a distance, like I, I don't want to get in the way of anyone, but I'll watch from a distance as we're filming Cobra Kai to see kind of how they're doing things, because like I said, I eventually want to get into directing and stuff like that. So yeah, getting to see how it's actually done, it's a big help, but I do, yeah, eventually want to take classes, maybe like writing classes. I'm not the most literate person in the world, I guess you could say. So yeah, writing classes would certainly be helpful. Well, and that's, it's great to have, you know, aspirations to do other things mm. besides acting because there's so much you can do in the industry. And, you know, the only way to, to learn is, is to do it. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, you know, writing that's, yeah, one yeah, one. yeah, just do it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> What's yeah. been the biggest lesson you've learned as an actor from working on Cobra Kai because you've got to work alongside, you know, names like Ralph Macchio, William Zabka, Martin Cove that have been in the industry a long time. What's been the biggest lesson you've learned as an actor from Cobra Kai? 
I think the biggest lesson is just kind of roll with the punches, you know, like it's in acting and in the film industry, it's, it's not a smooth business. Things come up and you just kind of have to deal with it and react. Like you, you got to always be ready. Um, when I had first got the audition for Cobra Kai, actually, I hadn't really gotten an audition for, I want to say like a year or so. I was in that kind of awkward phase where I was like, an underage teenager, but my height was like an 18 year old and people they'll always try to look for older people to play younger. And so, yeah, my auditions were kind of drying up at that point in time. And um, yeah, it's, it just kind of showed that to me personally, that you kind of have to wait it out. You know, if this is something that you love, it's not an overnight process. You know, you know, I, like I said, I've been doing this since I was eight years old. So you just have to stick with it. If it's what you love, you can't go wrong. Um, but yeah, getting to work with, you know, Ralph Macchio and William Zabka, they're just extreme professionals. I, I love the opportunity to get to work with them. I get to work with uh, Billy a little bit more in season four um, because mostly I would work with Ralph because, you know, I'm in Miyagi-Do and stuff like that. But when I actually first, uh, in season one, when I first tried to join Cobra Kai with Eli, um, you know, he flips me and everything like that. In between takes, he would actually teach people how to do proper like fighting stances and how to actually throw punches like a sensei and that was just super cool to see and you know ralph is a huge professional as well he's yeah he's the kind of actor that's not afraid to take his time with a scene and that's something that's really important because you know it's such a quick business you can kind of lose sight of what you need to do in any given moment. And so he really makes sure that, you know, okay, I want this to be good. I want this scene to uh, look right. And that's something that I'm eventually going to want to like incorporate into my sort of film and directing career in the future. So yeah, it's awesome. Absolutely. Do you have anything in the works, like any ideas that you want to you know, do maybe post Cobra Kai? I always have like five or six ideas at any given time. They all just kind of sit in the back of my mind. Sometimes if I'm like not doing anything, I'll just sit there and think about, oh, what if we had this plot line? What if this happened? What does this character want here? Um, yeah, it's just super fun to think of ideas. And I have like, you know, a free um, app to write down scripts and have it properly formatted and everything. I'm always trying to work on something. I have something I'm working on right now. Uh, whether I do it like immediately after Cobra Kai, I don't know. I think I would probably want to take a few classes before then. But I think, yeah, everyone could expect to see something in the future. Who knows? I'd, I'd like for you guys to see it. And that's the fun part is the, the mm. conceiving the ideas and executing them from from start to finish. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm super excited to you know see what you come up with. Uh, you know, whether so it's much, yeah. whether it's, you know, after the season or after Cobra Kai yeah. is done. It's, yeah. it's always exciting to see new work by by different people. So thank you. Yeah, you're invited to the premiere. Uh, you'll be there. Uh, and then we'll do an interview for that one. <laughs> absolutely. Hey, just let yeah. me know and I'll be there. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. So as as we start to wrap up here, there's one oh. specific video that I've got to ask about that I watched on YouTube after looking up your IMDb. Sure. Tell me. Tell me about Fartcopter. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, my God. I knew it. Okay. 
I hate to say this. Well, actually, I don't. That's like one of my proudest works yet. I loved Farcopter. It was so much fun. I like when I first auditioned for it, I was like, I was five foot flat. I know that because I, my original audition is still out there and I'm wearing like a little vest and my hair is like slicked back with like just a bunch of gel and um yeah i give this whole speech and it was so much fun to finally like you know i got the part i got to go out and i they tailored a suit to me and oh okay for context i play a little kid that is addicted to helicopters that make fart noises and my parents have an intervention for me to try to stop me but i end up killing them with i guess a giant fart copter the sound waves make them bleed from their eyes and ears and i am proud of that um but yeah it was just so much fun to get to be a part of that was like um yeah it was it was awesome a lot of great people i think i spent a solid two days uh, they had like this giant camera with a projector with all the lines. I didn't need it. I had it fully memorized. I was so pumped to be there. But yeah, check it out. Farcopter. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah, it's it's on YouTube for those who want to check yeah. it out. It, it's it's it looks like so much fun. Like it's so over the top. It's yeah. amazing. It's, it's it's what you would expect from Adult yeah. Swim. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they had a, a bunch of infomercials. Like it was like um. A collection of them, and that was yeah mine. No, it was, was great. Definitely go check yeah. it out. I I had so much fun watching that video. It just looked like such a blast to make. Like it's so yeah. over the top that yeah. you, you gotta love it. You gotta love stuff like that. It was yeah. It was awesome. actually a funny story. Um, we'll usually before a season of Cobra Kai, the creators will have a meeting with us to kind of talk about you know what to expect in the season and where it's gonna go. And I walk in and they're, you know, sitting there and they have like this giant TV just playing Farcopter. And they're like, so what's this, buddy? And I'm like, ah, my proudest moment. That's what it is. Yeah, it was awesome. But that's great that you own it, though. I mean, if it's out there, you might yeah. as well own it. Yeah, I yeah, love no, it. I regret nothing. No, ab absolutely. I love that. That should yeah. be the quote of this podcast. I regret nothing. That's it. Title. Regret nothing. Ab absolutely. <laughs> So yeah. what what is one piece of advice that you could give uh, to an aspiring actor? I would say the biggest thing is just stick with it. You know, it's like I said, it's not an overnight thing. And uh, if you love it, you just got to keep going, you know, hone your craft on the off time. If you're not getting any auditions or if you're not, you know, filming anything, because no matter how long you've been doing this, you always could take classes like there's always something else to learn. This is not like um, something that you ever stop studying or practicing. So yeah, stick with it, take classes, and uh, yeah, you can't go wrong. That's what I did. Do you have any website or social media you'd like to plug so the listeners can follow you? Yes, I'm on uh, Instagram. My name is just Gianni underscore Dicenzo. Or if you want to see my TikToks, uh, I don't know why you would. Uh, that's also, I think, just, yeah, Gianni underscore Dicenzo. So, yeah, check me out. And last question, I always like to end the interviews with this. What is one thing, it can be a movie or a series, that you recently watched that you could recommend to somebody? Oh, Okay. Uh, I actually, okay, I recommend the show You. 
That is awesome. I uh, the third season came out. Yeah, it's it's a real you know train ride, man. That's that's a crazy show. That that's something I would actually love to be a part of one day. Like just something kind of th thriller esque. Uh, I I would want to play a psychopath. You know, something just super different from Dimitri now. Um, but yeah, watch you, not you, you, watch you. I've heard good things about it, so I'll have to yeah. I have to check that out. But yeah, yeah, Gian check it out. Gianni, thank you so much for taking the time to have this conversation, and be sure to check out Cobra Kai on Netflix. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, check out Cobra Kai. I get hit a lot. Happy to be joined with actor Jesse Cove. Jesse, how are you? Hey, man, I'm great. It's a beautiful rainy day in Los Angeles. I'm obsessed with the rain, so I'm very happy. <laughs> There is something that's very calming about rain. A lot of people I know don't like it, but I've always liked rain. It just, it, there's a certain tranquility about it. Like, as long as there's not any major wind or anything like that, but just rain, you can't beat it. It's a perfect, perfect napping weather. It's so relaxing. I mean, especially like in LA, it's like such a, it's such a gift when we get it, you know? So, you know, in other states that they have like, they have four seasons, so for us, like to get rain, I'm just like I'm just standing here looking at the window. It's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I live in Florida, so I know exactly what you mean. It's like it's. Either I love Florida. Love going to visit. Love working there, and I uh, always have a good time there. And I do love how how much it rains in Florida. What's your favorite part of Florida, or favorite area? I should just say. Um. Well, I obviously I've been to Miami, which is fun. Um. I the beaches in Clearwater are incredible. I mean, just some of the best, I think, in the in the country. Um, I did a movie in Dunedin, which we may talk about, which was just such a sweet little town near Clearwater. Um, also, Orlando, of course, you know, with, we've got Universal Studios and Disneyland, Disney World. Mm -hmm. uh, um, where else? Uh, I've always, I haven't been to the Keys yet. Really want to go to the Keys, the Florida Keys. Um, I think that's, I think that's it. But I just all around, Florida's great. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because, I mean, I already have gone when this airs, but I'm going to Disney World in a couple of weeks, so you can't uh, you can't beat it. You really can't. I'm there's so some, jealous. There's some oh, great areas in Florida. It's funny you mentioned Dunedin because uh, on my old podcast, I interviewed uh, Tony Armour, who's the commissioner of the uh, film Tony. program there. Yep, and he mentioned the movie that you did out there. Oh, so that's that's awesome. Now, I was, I was hoping you'd bring it up, so... Yeah tell, yeah, tell me a little about, about the movie you made out there. Um, well, first off, Tony's great. Great guy. Yep. Um, I had a great time with him. He's just, he's got so much energy, so smart. And, uh, you know, I was, I was happy to have him. You know, he was on set visiting many, many times. So super grateful to have him on the team with that movie. Um, well, the movie that we did in Danina was called A Taste of Love. Uh, it's with uh, Aaron Cahill, who, you know, um, stems from, you know, such a, a wonderful history of, of you know, film and television and, you know, tons of Hallmark films. And she's just so lovely. And uh, it's a great story. My father actually plays her dad in the movie, which is great. And, you know, in a, in a nutshell, basically, you know, her and I were, we were childhood friends and we kind of, you know, we loved each other as kids. And then we kind of separated, we were together. And then like, you know, 10 years, seven years later, whatever, she comes back to town that I live in, you know, where she's from. And, you know, there's a little bit of drama and then we kind of rekindle the relationship and more drama ensues. And a lot of it surrounds food. And it's just such a heartfelt story. I mean, it was probably one of the most enjoyable films I have ever worked on. I just our, the producer, Lincoln Logison was just he's a good friend and just a lovely, lovely man. And I'm, I'm really, really excited for people to see this movie. 
Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see it too. And I just love when I hear about film projects being made in Florida because I feel like, you know, Atlanta is big, New Orleans is big, uh, you know, really all around the country over the last few years as I've been doing podcasting. I hear more about independent movies being filmed in areas outside of Los Angeles because, you know, growing up watching movies, I was like, well, they're all made in California. Now, as a kid, I didn't know any better, but right. uh, you, you just, I love hearing more stories and specifically films being made in Florida. So that, that makes me happy to hear. Oh man, I, I, me too. I, I, I can't wait to go back and, and shoot another film down there. We just did such, I mean, it was really perfect. It was like, almost like I was on a vacation and working at the same time because the hotel, the Fenway that we stayed at was like right on the water. And every day I'd go back after filming a long day and just, Look at the beach and go, ah, just relax instantly. And, you know, and then a few, you know, when I had a few days off, I'd go on the beach and, you know, it was just, it was just, it was just beautiful. It was, it was really lucky. And if, you know, more people get a chance to film there, it's really, it's really a special experience. So, you know, very excited about that. And I, and I obviously love traveling, you know, when I work, it's nice to be in different places, you know, that I've never been before. And I think that also helps, to, you know, add on to the character sometimes, you know, when you're in a new environment. So, Yeah. Absolutely. And it helps, you know, to kind of immerse yourself in the culture of whether it's Florida, yeah. if you go to Memphis or Austin, Texas, wherever the case may be, just being in a different environment, not just to work, but kind of immersing yourself in it just it, it makes it makes you a, a better person, I think, to, to get <laughs> yeah, out to that. get outside your your comfort zone, your area that yes. you're in all the time. So I, I totally. Yeah, absolutely. So let's backtrack a little bit. Your dad is Martin Cove, a.k.a. Sensei Kreese from Karate Kid and Cobra Kai. I'm curious as to, you know, your dad being an actor, what kind of films did you grow up watching? Because, you know, you grew up in the business. What movies specifically did you grow up grow up on and maybe helped, you know, shape your career as an actor? Yeah. Well, I'm a 90s baby, so... Uh, Karate Kid and all those movies were in Rambo were all before I was born, but obviously I've seen them probably more than anybody. Um, and at the time when I was younger, I, I, my dad did, you know, he's doing tons of action movies, you know, in the late eighties and early nineties. So I, I saw my dad fighting and beating up people all the time. <laughs> uh, you know, some of the films he wouldn't let me watch because they're very violent. Um, and then some other films he's done, which are just, you know, which were, you know, some romance movies and things like that, that were just great and some period pieces and stuff. Uh, so such a variety of movies I was able to, to watch and, you know, some really special ones. Obviously Karate Kid was part of my childhood too, uh, which I, you know, when I watched for the first time, I loved it. It was a great movie even for me as a kid, you know? And so for people nowadays to see it again through Cobra Kai and then to go back and watch the originals, it's a really special thing. Absolutely. And I, and I know we'll definitely get into Cobra Kai in a bit, but it's interesting watching that show and then going back and watching the Karate Kid trilogy, because to me, it just adds such a such new layers that weren't there before. And yeah. I think that's what's great about about the show and why it's become the hit that it is. I totally agree. There's so many layers. You know, there's it's almost like the word I'm like, it's like you can't really it's such a it's like been um hold on i have the perfect word here. it's like you know fermenting you know for for a very long time decades you know and you can't really you almost can't really plan that out it almost has to be on on, on its own in its own beautiful way you know who you know it's like 
Um, you can't go make a movie now and say, you know what, in 20 years, we're going to get the same people or 30 years, you know, um, I think what is it? Richard Linklater did that with this couple of his movies. And so, you know, obviously that's, it's one in a million, but it's just amazing. It's really cool for people to see it. The writers are incredible. The whole team is amazing. And, you know, Netflix and, and, uh, I don't know how much you want me to get into Cobra Kai now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I just, you know, like you said, it's very layered, very, very deeply layered, um, decades in the making and layered, you know, decades, um, years, years of different emotions and, 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 um, you know, different, uh, trials and tribulations that every, every character has gone through, especially, you know, Ralph, you know, Billy and, and my dad. Um, and so, and obviously in this upcoming season, you know, people are going to see, you know, Terry Silver come back. Um, you know, and Thomas is a great guy, uh, just an awesome dude. And so it's really exciting. And I think also it's cool that, you know, the, the new generation of younger kids today can watch the show and really enjoy it with the younger kids in the show and also, you know, get a chance to see the history of where it came from. And it kind of just adds to the whole thing. I remember I was doing another interview and I talked about this. I saw this, this collage of like, I think it was like eight or nine posters from, you know, Karate Kid one, two, three, and four, and then Cobra Kai season one through four. And it was just so cool, you know, and then I happened to be a part of that universe, which was such a, a wonderful thing for me personally uh, you know, my character who came in in season three, I played varsity captain David, you know, I end up, which was like something I never thought in a million years, I end up being the guy that bullies the young version of my dad of John Kreese in, you know, after, you know, high school, college era and in the 1960s. And I, I mean, it was really amazing how that all happened. And the fact that, that even happened in my universe. And I, I was, I was, you know, really lucky and I, I took it to heart and I, you know, I put a lot of love into it and, you know, I, I was honestly, and I was really honored to be a part of it, you know, to be a part of the Karate Kid universe and also the Cobra Kai universe. It's a pretty, it's a pretty cool thing that I, I really do. I pride myself on that very much. How did that opportunity come about for you to be in Cobra Kai? So at the time, I just, I, I never even, it was never even in my wheelhouse, like not in my wheelhouse, in, in my universe that I would kind of be in that, in the Cobra Kai world. I just was like, you know, they got their cast, they They've got it all. I just don't even see how I would fit into that world. You know, I'm these, they're, they're high school kids. I'm not in high school. And so I, I just never, I never even knew that they were going to do flashback sequences. I never knew that. Um, and then, you know, we'd always, my dad and I had always talked about, you know, we talk about the show all the time. And, you know, we, we talked about, I think that they may be going back into Crease's backstory a little bit into like Vietnam or something. And we're like, Oh, that's cool. So I got a call from my manager one day and, you know, he told me that they want you to come in for this role. And we didn't really know what it was for. Originally, we thought it was for a young crease. And um, but then when I got the script, I really I wasn't. And then I didn't really know what it was. And I studied really hard for like a week. I really put put a lot of energy into this. Obviously, I wanted to do well. Dad's on the show. You know, I, I, I really wanted to, you know, be able to. Um, show my skills and, and, you know, not let anybody down. We always laugh about how embarrassing it would have been if I bombed the audition. <laughs> you know? um, anyway, so I did the audition and, you know, went really well. I, I remember talking to the casting directors, telling them, you know, you know, do you want him like, you know, to be, you know, how much of an a-hole do you want this guy to be? And they said, just full on, we want to hate him. I was like, great, I'll give you that. I, I've got that. That's in the wheelhouse. I can do it. Bad guys running the family. I know what to do. Um, so I, I, they gave me a couple small notes. We did it and they just loved it. And I got a call about a week and a half, two weeks later, my dad was already in Atlanta filming season three at the time. 
And we were literally jumping for joy. It was so exciting. You know, and then I went down there. I met young Crease, played by Bear Carnahan, who's a great actor, you know, good friend, uh, just such a good guy. And he was, you know, just thrilled to be playing young Crease. And it was, you know, it was funny. He was telling me, he's like, so the guy, the guy that I'm fighting who's going to play my bully, that's actually Marty's son. And they're like, yeah, that's his son in real life. And he was like, oh, okay. Um, all right. This is like a little intimidating. And, you know, we laughed about that. And, and so we had a great time. We, we literally loved beating the hell out of each other. It was just, it was so much fun. And the other part of that was, you know, it, when we were doing like the diner sequence in season three, my dad was watching in the diner. We had, you know, John Hurwitz, Josh Shield, and Hayden Schlossberg in the, in the directing that day. They were all in there watching. And, you know, it was so surreal for myself and also for like, you know, Barrett to have my dad watching him play him and then his son playing the bully. It was like this weird back to the future moment, like in the diner sequence, you know, it was, it was just one of those moments in life where you're just like, is this really happening right now? Like, are we experiencing this in our body? And like, yeah, it's just, it, you can't even explain it. You know, it's like, it's like a, it's just like a godsend, I guess, you know, you never know how things like that are going to come up. And this is Ginger, by the way. Um, and uh, so, you know, when I was just, I remember Throughout the day, I just kept thinking how grateful I was. I was just like, man, this is just such a cool opportunity. I'm so grateful. And this is just, you know, what a, what a, what a beautiful thing. It's like, a, it's almost like destiny in a way, you know? So, you know, we shot that. We did the fight sequences. We had a great time. And, you know, it was just, I felt very good about everything we did. And it was great to work with, you know, everybody. I, I'd met all the crew before. And so and everybody was excited, you know, to have me on the show and me being, you know, my, my father's son. So, it was it was an amazing experience, and I'm so excited to see where the show has gone. I mean, season three is the last season that everybody's kind of been left with. You know, I think over, God, a year and a half almost. I'm trying to remember how long. Yeah, it's been a year and a half, and, you know, people are, like, you know, biting at their nails for season four, which is super exciting, and I can't wait for people to see it. I, you know, I've seen all of season four. It's, it's unbelievable. People are just going to they're gonna go crazy. I went crazy when I saw it, so I can't wait for people to see it. Um and uh yeah it's just been great and uh yeah i'm excited for people to see season four and also to rewatch season three i love that you brought up the back to the future analogy because once i found out who your character was and that you you were essentially crease's real life son i'm like this is a weird like marty and george mcfly kind of deal totally. especially with the fact that it was set in a diner just like right. back to the future so it's it, it's so ironic and you can't write it that you know your character is partially a catalyst for john crease to become one of the most iconic film bullies of all time wow, you can't that's awesome. you you, yeah. you can't write that I'll, i will take it. it started with me <laughs> i'll take it where you heard it here first that's that's the reason why no, this is the inception right here from from Barzy Captain David. It, it, it was the uh, it, it was the boom that you know created the Earth. <laughs> exactly, and I was chatting with um, I had the pleasure of interviewing um, Gianni Dicenzo, who plays Dimitri in Cobra oh, Kai. He's great. And I, I was mentioning the same thing with him that Cobra Kai to me has really set the standard for so many different shows. One in adapting and continuing, you know. I would say old movies from like the eighties and nineties right. uh, bringing back old characters in compelling ways and also introducing new interesting characters. 
because we've seen that trend kind of happen now, and I think we'll see it more over the next couple of years. But Cobra Kai has really set the standard for that. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I, 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 I thank you for saying that, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, even though I, I had, you know, somewhat of a small piece of that, you know, that I've been with the show for several years and, you know, um, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. But, um, you know, one of the cool things I always thought was amazing about the show is like, there's no like major visual effects. There's no guns. There's no like, you know, car you know they're actually well, i guess there was a, like a small car chase i think in in season three or whatever i mm-hmm. think right and then um you know there's there, there's no like um you know if you compare it to like you know like a a big marvel movie which is like tons of action and huge special effects and fighting and gunfire and explosions and stuff which is all cool and i love it you know cobra kai is much more simpler and 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 more humble that way and there is badass fighting but, you know, it's just these kids and, and the story and, and it's amazing how gripping it is. And also that that nostalgia that's tied into the show. It just it, it's for everyone. I mean, everyone can watch the show, which is such a, a beautiful thing. And the great thing about it and comparing it to Marvel movies, and I, I, I love most of the Marvel movies that have come out. I'm a fan. But Me too. What, what, I, what I love about Cobra Kai is that it, it kind of goes back to what made me fall in love with movies and TV in the first place the characters and the storytelling. Yep. The storytelling is, I mean, John, Josh and Hayden, they're just such geniuses and the other writers mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, the way they've unfolded the story, it's just so beautiful. And, and, you know, you can go back and rewatch and see all these little nuances and, and they're so smart in what they've done with the show and, and how they, how they've driven the show forward. And, you know, the, all the different character payoffs and the stories that each of them go through and deal with, I mean, from, you know, the adults to the kids, it's it's just genius. And, you know, it also goes to show you what the, the, the fans and, and the audience, us, that we love this kind of, you know, this nostalgic aspect to the to the show. You know, we just love it. It's kind of got it's also, um, you know, it's 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 not very PC, which I think is great. You know, it's just kind of yeah, it just kind of breaks the barrier a bit, which I think, you know, I think people could use a little bit more of, you know, these days. Um, no offense to anyone, but, you know, I just think kind of, you know, breaking down the walls a little bit, it's, it's exciting and it puts you on the edge and, and, and you, you don't know what's going to happen, you know, and it's, and also just adds to the characters and there's just a realism to it that I think is very unique. And unlike many other shows and everyone I've talked to says how much they love that part of the show. And it's, and it's done in a tasteful, funny, creative way. You mentioning the, the not being very PC, it's almost like a breath of fresh air in a way because because of how real it can feel at times. Yes, I agree. And and I think that, you know, there's, there's, there's like a perfect voice in every character. Like, you know, my dad's character kind of like, he's the very, very non, you know, politically correct, says what he wants to say, addresses every situation, you know, thinks that, you know, uh, that the current generation are snowflakes and, and all that, you know, as he said in the show and, you know, and which is, what is cool is that, the audience can either agree or disagree with what he says. And, 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 you know, at least, at least they're going to have the conversation about it, you know, whether he's, whether he's right or there's truth to that, whatever it is. And all the subjects that they talk about, you know, even the balance between strike first, strike hard, no mercy, or, you know, the balance of Miyagi-Do or, you know, the, the, <laughs> the new cutting edge of, of uh, Eagle Fang. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> all that stuff. <clears throat> yeah. I actually saw an Eagle Fang karate shirt 
uh, in a store the other day, and it just the, the name and the logo just makes me laugh. It's I, so I great. It. I remember when they first came up with that name. I was I was like, what are they going to come up with this new dojo? And I think at the time that my dad was saying, it's like I don't know, it's like Viper something or you know Scorpion Tail or whatever. And then all of a sudden it was like you know Eagle Eagle Fang, and uh, so it's it's just you know it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I I can't wait to see what season four brings. And I hope the show continues for, you know, as as long as the creators and the actors want. As long Me as they too. keep telling good stories, I'll be there. I mean, I think if you think about it, I mean, if you think about it, if the show continues to do well and people love it, I mean, how could they not how could the show not keep going? You know, I mean, I don't know, I forget I don't know what the longest running show is on Netflix. I don't know. Um, but you know, I think, you know, even the fact that there's a season four of Cobra Kai is a big deal. Cause I, I don't remember, I think Netflix shows don't go very long or they don't go mm-hmm. usually past like, I don't know, four or five seasons, I think, or that so, sounds about know, right. Yeah. So I think, you know, cause it also, if you think about like breaking bad, I think breaking bad really got popular going into its like third and fourth season. I think, and I don't remember how many seasons breaking bad had, I think it was maybe six or like six or seven. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, obviously people love these characters and if they can keep them going, like, you know, it's, it's great. If they can also do it like, you know, John and those guys, they love to honor the characters. And I think as long as they can do that, you know, who knows? There's a whole world out there. Maybe maybe the Cobra Kai go and do a, you know, they have a, a tournament in, you know, in Asia or something. Who knows? I mean, that would be fun to go see John Kreese on the Great Wall or something like that. Um, who knows? I think that, you know, it's, it would be, I personally would love to see some stuff like that it would be very cool. If that idea hasn't been brought up, that needs to happen for a future <laughs> season. I would, I'd be all there for it. Just to punch through the wall, the great wall of China. Would be it, just a nice yeah, little moment. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> why not? So yeah. to, to backtrack a little bit, you know, I mentioned, you know, you growing up, you know, a nineties kid watching nineties films. Did you know early on that you wanted to, follow you in the footsteps of your dad and be an actor? I, I always appreciated what he did. And I always, I, it was always fun to see fans come up to him and appreciate his work. And, you know, it was, um, you know, and I, and then as growing up, I kind of understood what that was all about. And we had movie posters in the house and some of his movies and others. And, um, I, he never pushed me to be in the industry at all, ever. Like he almost didn't want me to be in the industry. He never really said that, but he was very much like, you know, well, it's up to you, Jesse, whatever you want to do, but you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to push you. I always loved entertaining my family and friends and making people laugh. It was always something I enjoyed to do, you know, and then in, and then in high school and, and little college, and I was always in like film and cinema classes and I was always doing plays. And so I think naturally I just always gravitated towards it. And I loved making movies as a kid with my dad's camera and GI Joe's and Legos. God, the Lego phase was huge. Oh, love Legos. You remember when they came out with the little camera that plugged into your PC and you could make like the little stop motion? Yep. That was like game changer. I mean, it's almost when you think about it today, it's like a joke, but like, you know, what we can do with our iPhones, you know? Um, But at the time it was huge. And I remember doing that stuff and, um, you know, and then, you know, obviously it got bigger and bigger and I, I started doing it professionally and, I've been able to work with my dad on several films and, you know, going into Cobra Kai. So it's been, you know, every year just gets better than the next. And, you know, we now encourage each other and he and I talk to each other creatively, you know, and I talk to him all the time about, you know, even like during season four, I would, you know, we, we chatted, you know, God, I don't know, a hundred times about 
what his character is dealing with and, and, you know, what, what, what's the backstory to that and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it was, it's been great. It's been really great. You know, there's certain moments that will come up in season four that are, you know, stuff you've never seen before that I'm, I'm really excited for people to see. I know that my dad was very, very excited about. And again, the guys, these guys that, you know, John, Josh, they, they just, they know this stuff ahead of time and they think about it. They're like, Oh, if we put this here later on, we're going to be able to see that. And they're just, the roadmap that they've created for season uh, four uh, is just, it's awesome. Just awesome. Um, but anyway, that's the little bit of the history with me growing up, um, you know, and I have no regrets. It's been, it's been great. I'm very excited about the future and um, yeah. What's the biggest piece of advice that you got from your dad as far as being in the industry? Being relentless. Uh, anyone who knows him or has worked with him, they will know that he is just a relentless man uh, in the, in the, in the best sense, you know, he, he strives for the best and he works really hard, you know, and in this, you know, life is tough, life is hard. And, you know, people are going to tell you no a lot faster than they're going to tell you yes. So um, if you just take that no, when you kind of just like hold on to it and like throw it over your shoulder and you can keep pushing forward, you know, you'll do really well in life. And I think that, you know, there are a lot of naysayers out there and, um, I've literally single-handedly witnessed, you know, my dad's career and his life, and he wouldn't be where he is today if he, if he, you know, had just accepted no all the time, you know? So that's something that I take, you know, with me and also to just be a gentleman about things, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, in any situation, even in business, in business deals. So, um, you know, just, just being relentless is a big, big thing that I think, uh, he's imparted on me. Absolutely. Especially with an industry like, you know, the movie business, from what I've seen, you have to have that kind of attitude. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a, you know, it, it's, it is, it's almost like the wild west in, in certain ways, you know, people think they have ideas about what they want and then someone else brings another idea and then that's the best idea, you know, and things are always changing and adapting and, you know, it, it's a beautiful thing and it's also hard, but it's also, you know, extremely rewarding. Absolutely. So what's next for you? Do you have any um, post Cobra Kai projects in the works that you'd care to talk about? Uh, it's funny. This actually just came up today. Um, I'm looking at this uh, Western that I may uh, be doing in January. Uh, it will probably be one of the most exciting characters I've ever done. And literally a dream. I literally can't tell you anything, but I wish I could. If you get me back in like a month, I can probably talk about it. Um, also, A Taste of Love. I'm really excited for people to see that. I think that'll be released on either Hulu or Netflix. Um, I just I did uh, also check out season two of Gravesend, which is a show on Amazon. Um, I play a great character who's in the you know Jewish mafia in the 80s. Really great show. Um, and they, they season one is on Amazon now. I'll be in season two and uh, what else is there? God, there's always like so much. Um, but that's good though. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, there's always something I'll be like, Oh, right. I did this movie. I mean, I'm fortunate enough, but like, I, I was like, Oh, that's right. We did this movie a year ago. We're going to talk about it now. <laughs> um, I think that's it for right now. There's also, you know, there's also several other projects that are in, in post-production. Um, and I've had, a, I've had several projects that aired this year. Um, there was a great show, a movie I did on, on Lifetime, um, called, uh, 
uh, my daughter's deadly date. Uh, I played the villain in that, which was so much fun. I really enjoy playing the villains for some reason. I'm naturally good at it. Again, maybe it's because it runs in the family. I don't know, but uh, I, I think it's because you get a lot of freedom to kind of do what you want um, when you play a villain. And uh, also you got to have a little bit of no mercy in you to be able to do it. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, check that out. And um, I think that's it for now. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to hear more about this Western that you're doing once it's completed. I'd love to have you back on to talk about it because Westerns, you know, I, I can remember as a kid, you know, my grandfather would watch Westerns like all the time on TV. There was always a John Wayne movie on is either that or discovery channel. So oh, I, I, I was always drawn to, you know, to Westerns at a young age. So yeah, Westerns are like, I think they're really like every actor always dreams of doing a Western that, you know, they, you know, back in the day there was like, I think it was like, I think it was like, three or four out of every five movies was a western you know and that was that was the big thing and i think that's you know cinematically the history of them people love them and you know just being in the i also i ride horses i I go riding every year i you know i i shoot guns and i train and you know with with firearms and stuff like that and so that's you know it's a part of who i am and what i do and and I, i love making westerns and just you know getting that wardrobe on and and you know putting on you know those those clothes are just the boots the horse like you just can't it just doesn't get any better than that it's just it's almost like you you really are when you make a western you know you're gonna get dirty you're gonna get you're gonna get some grime on you but it's gonna look amazing on camera and it's all it's all part of the fun absolutely Uh, do you have any website or social media you'd like to plug so the listeners can follow you yeah it's uh, across the board it's at jesse cove j-e-s-s-e k-o-v-e and uh you know on twitter instagram i'm most active on instagram um and i should be more active on tiktok but i'm not um i will be and uh totally not aging myself at all um (laughs) i'm right there with you (laughs) (laughs) right um and yeah uh you know i I try to get back to people on my messages as much as i can i I love my fans i I just they're incredible incredible and i'm so blessed to have them so uh yeah and last question, what is one thing, it can be a movie or a series that you've recently watched that you would recommend to people? So I just finished, um, oh, well, there's actually a few. I'll give you a few. I just finished uh, Invasion on Apple uh, TV. It's all about aliens invading Earth. Incre- like the, the cast, these actors in the show are in- incredible, these young kids. Um, it's, a, it's a very slow burn, but it's really well made. You know, you're kind of on the edge of your seat waiting to see what, you know, it's one of those shows where they don't really show like the aliens that much. You do eventually see them, but you're such waiting anticipation, the buildup. And the show really looks at like what humans do emotionally if something like that were to really happen. You know, instead of like being all the action of like, you know, exploding these alien spaceships out of the sky, it's really like, okay, like we got to get out of the house and they're where we're going to go. And we don't know these people. Can we trust them? And like, we got to find food. It's like, it's really a wonderful, wonderful show. Uh, That, um, I love Seinfeld, of course, love Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's fantastic. Huge fan of Larry David. Um, And then The Witcher season two, which I cannot wait to watch. Super excited about that. Um, if anybody hasn't seen season one, watch it. It's great. Henry Cavill's awesome. I even played the Witcher video games, which were the Witcher three was unbelievable. Probably the best video game I think I've ever played. And I, and I played Red Dead Redemption too. Um, anyway, I'm giving you like the whole spiel here. Um, I'm a huge nerd. If you haven't, if you couldn't tell, 
Hey, I'm right there with you. So I, all that sounds great to me. But uh, yeah, in closing, I just wanted to say, Jesse, thank you so much for taking the time to do this interview. This was great. Dude, it was my pleasure. Thank you guys so much. And uh, I'll chat with you soon, man. Thanks, Derek. Thank you again to both Gianni DiCenzo and Jesse Coe for taking the time to chat with me. And hopefully you had fun listening back to those conversations, whether it's, you know, if you've heard it on feature presentation last year or if you're hearing it for the first time. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, hopefully I'll get the chance to chat with other cast members or, you know, some of the crew members as well. It would be really fun to really take a deep dive into that show because it's really, really good and one of my favorite shows on TV currently. Next week, we'll be taking a look back at one of my favorite things to do on any podcast, whether it's this one or Nerd Cave Retro, a top five list. During the early days of feature presentation, Jason Robbins, Wally Phelps, and Joey Image joined me to list our top five movie sequels. And if you remember the early iteration of feature presentation, it was going to be, a ver- not I want to say a variety show, but it was going to have different segments where it would be an audience interactive one, news, and interviews. But this list was so large and we got so many fan responses and just the conversation with the four of us, it became big enough to be its own episode. So that's what you're going to hear on next week's episode of the Derek Diamond Experience as we continue our summer hiatus. But until then, you could check out past episodes of the Derek Diamond Experience at linktree.com slash ddiamondpodcast. You can find anything related to the show in one location. If you want to follow me on social media, subscribe to my YouTube channel, subscribe to the podcast feed, Everything is at linktree.com slash ddiamondpodcast. And if you could, please leave a review. The more reviews I get, the more likely the show is to be discovered by someone who's searching for filmmaking podcasts or podcasts about movies in general. And I believe that's going to do it for this episode. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. And we'll see you back here next Monday for another special edition of the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast.